Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, ahlan wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. Fifty years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Radio is up and running. We give thanks, we give thanks, we give thanks. Blog Talk is up and running. Uh, We give thanks, we give thanks. So welcome, everyone. I want to just say right off, for this last show 
of 2023 on Soul Purpose Healing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Muchos gracias. Merci beaucoup. Toda rabah. And all the languages, I thank my global family for all the support you've given all year long, showing up, sharing, listening to the wisdom that comes forth from me from the most high creator of the universe, Yahuwah, spirit of all. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining me. I had really planned to take the evening off. But I, something showed up on my phone that said, uh-oh, uh-oh, you better say something. You better say something. I said, oh, I really, I don't, I don't really need to say anything about that. And then something else showed up on my phone. And right away I just created a flyer and said, let's just get this show on the road. I, I just can't take a day off, I think, from sharing truth from sharing light, from sharing wisdom. And that's what I am, a vessel of love, truth, light. I am a vessel of shalom. Anytime I think I'm going to take a day off from sharing that, something comes up. The Spirit says, we got too much work to do, especially coming up on 2024, where all the predictions are like, get ready, get ready, get ready. We're getting ready to go on a real serious roller coaster ride in 2024. And the advice is get your mind, your body, and your spirit in order. Get your mind, body, and spirit strengthened. Get your mind, body, and spirit focused. So tonight, this is about clear focus for 2024. We don't want to be distracted by nonsense in 2024. Nonsense, nonsense. Anything that does not have to do with raising the consciousness of the planet Earth and the people on it, it's nonsense, nonsense. So we got our work cut out for us because we've got some real psychopaths running the world government. Anytime these governments allow this much slaughter in the Congo and in Palestine, we're going to talk about both these areas. This too, I mean, there's a lot of genocide going on all over the planet. I mean, I got an audio I'm going to share with you that just shows we all being genocided, if you want to think about it, slowly. So I want everyone to get your pens and paper out to join us. And let's see. Ooh, we got some people showing up early. Empress Regina, Ooh, hallelujah, I salute you, my sister, great being beloved, yes, GBB, I love that GBB, we're going to GBB tonight, great being beloved, and same to you, Empress, because we are the ones we've been waiting for, you've heard that phrase, and it's not, it's not a joke today, we came here, we've been preparing for years, I'm in my 60s. I've been preparing all my life for these times where the world is just in chaos, chaos, total chaos. They're dropping bombs on Yemen, Syria. They're getting ready to go to war with Iran, Iraq, Yemen, Houthis, Houthis. Everybody's drunk, wants to bring in the weapons. It's like crazy, crazy. I have to, I'm laughing at this show at this point because I cannot afford to lower my vibration to fear anxiety or worry about the drama that's going on the stage. Remember, Shakespeare said the whole world is a stage and we all play a part. 
and I am choosing to just watch all the psychopaths who are on stage right now. You, We realize all these people in the YouTube news and in the main media, oh, they're just performers for us. The light workers have to sit back and, and analyze and strategize. We're going to strategize tonight. As I bring to your attention the Congo, the Congo. I got my African jewelry on tonight to just promote my Congo brothers and sisters. I didn't realize what it was all about. I kept hearing that there was a genocide going on in the Congo. So a lot of people haven't been able to, you know, focus on Palestine at all because they got their own war going on in the Congo, in that country. Now, we know Africa's a big continent, and we got one country in the Middle East. No, we got, we got several countries in the Middle East doing their little thing, and they're all connected to Africa. What is going on here? Well, I'm going to tell you, we're going to go down the rabbit hole tonight a little bit so we as light workers can gear up and get ready for action. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spirits of another dimension. This evil that's circulating in the Middle East is bomb, 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 baby. And then in America, in Washington, D.C., has got to be one of the lowest places on planet Earth for psychopaths and warmongers and I'm like, what's going on there? They have these meetings, these they hold these uh, meetings on TV with our congressmen and senators wearing their, their three-piece suits and their ties and all that, saying nothing, nothing, doing nothing, just passing laws that benefit their pockets. It is just insane in Washington. So that's why I'm here. I couldn't take a day off. I just got to keep going. So let's get busy tonight. We got two hours to really absorb truth, absorb wisdom, absorb the light from the most high. The light is coming in tonight. There's a moon still out there. There's the sun in the day. We still got power for now. We may not have power for long. You know, next year they're talking about attacks on the Internet and all that. That's why we have to be ready, brothers and sisters, for darkness, for whatever. We're just going to be ready. We'll be prepared. So first of all, let's start with the Congo. We've been talking about Palestine and the horror of the babies and the children and the mothers and oh, the destruction of homes. But I think it's time for us to just visit Congo a little further south from Palestine. It's just a crazy scene over there. And over here in the U.S., we got lots of people immigrating and, and uh, joining us in the U.S. to enjoy the craziness because that's all it is. Uh, I don't know why people really want to come to America these days because it's crazy here. And so uh, even the, the immigrants who were shipped to Chicago, they're going back home to Venezuela. They're like, mm, this is not what we thought it would be. So we just watch the show, and let's just learn all we can learn about the world around us, the global family that we're in. We are part of this amazing global family. Let's learn it, do it, be it, and be the great beings, beloved, that Empress Regina keeps reminding us of and that we are here to be great beings, royalty. I'm wearing my royal purple tonight to remind me who I am, goddess of the throne here tonight. So let's go to a little information about the Congo. I've got so much. 
And one of the, the first one I want to tell, why is the Congo one of the poorest countries in the world? They got resources galore, but they're one of the poorest con- countries in the world. So let's start there. Um, blood money, I got information on blood money. Uh, I just got so much, I, I hardly know where to start. But I'm going to just keep sharing all this information about the Congo until I get a hand raised or a question um, that um, you are wanting to discuss all this information. I learned so much today about the Congo. It just blew my mind. So that's why I said I got to share this because we need to know why is the Congo the poorest country with all these riches in the country. And then we're going to learn what is going on in Congo uh, that we can make a difference here in the Estados Unidos. So uh, let's do that. I'm going to bring up the video of this uh, this teaching about why uh, Congo is one of the poorest in the world. Okay, let's do that. And I'll put the audio on for everybody to hear. Uh, let's see, Congo, where are you? Mm-hmm. Focus, focus, focus. We're going to be focusing tonight. Why is the Congo... Look at focus? your mobile phone for a second. If you opened it up, you would see something similar to this. Lots of microchips, small semiconductors, and circuits. To manufacture all of this, you need a very special... I'm going to cut off my audio in Blog Talk Studio and just play, because the audio is real scratchy. So I'm going to play just the... Um, I'm going to play just the audio in YouTube, see how that's been. So for a second. If you open this up, you would see something similar to this. Lots of microchips... Small semiconductors and circuits. To manufacture all of this, you need a very special element, tantalum. So where does this tantalum come from? Well, it mainly comes from one country, the Democratic Republic of Congo. This is one of the world's poorest countries. It's impossible to estimate how many people have died in order to manufacture the phone that you have in your hands right now. Tantalum is one of the most highly demanded materials on the planet, and Congo has the largest reserve. It could be an enormous source of wealth for them. Congo is actually a country that has a lot of natural resources. Nonetheless, it remains one of the poorest and most violent countries on Earth. And believe me, the history is much more complex than those clickbait articles you've found on your Twitter feed. So why is Congo so poor? Well, in this video, we're going to tell you that story. Congo was featured in the movie Gorillas in the Nose. It's funny because we don't really know anything about this country, despite how often pop culture references it. We're talking about one of the biggest countries on the planet. There's more than 80 million inhabitants living within a territory the size of Western Europe. And believe me, they have a fortune under their feet. Cobalt, gold, and of course, coltan. Coltan is, in fact, the ore that tantalum is taken from. So we all have products that are technically imported from Congo in our home. 
Now, many of you might say, well, wow, that's really lucky. I mean, having so many natural resources, that's got to be great, right? The reality is the opposite is true. All of this gold, cobalt, especially coltan, is actually a curse for Congo. Yes, dear viewers, Congo is one of the poorest countries on the planet. And we're talking about what's called the absolute poverty line. Most of the population lives on less than $1 a day. <laughs> Starvation is fairly common, and guerrilla warfare is so common in the country that it's no longer newsworthy. But you already know this. The question is, why? And the answer is a combination of all of the bad things we usually mention here on visual politics. Wars, bad governance, corruption, and of course, colonialism. Imagine all of this on a massive scale, and you have a good high-level picture of the Congo. Okay, so maybe that's where we could end today's video, and I could thank you all for watching and ask you to subscribe. I mean, that's why Congo is so poor, right? And the story. Well, you probably looked at that little red bar below this video and realized that we're not done quite yet, because the case of the Congo is unique in history. We can't even compare it with other African nations. If you are a regular viewer of this channel, you know that we're going to cover all of the details about this country, including the results of their latest elections. So the question now is, well, why is Congo so poor? Why do we say that the natural resources are, in fact, a curse? And the most important question of all, can their brand-new president lift this curse? Well, today we're going to answer all of these questions, but before we do, let's take a look back at the history. A country. In the year 1877, King Leopold II of Belgium bought the Congo. And yes, you heard that right. Usually when we talk about colonization, we need a country conquering another one. And this is where there's the first unique thing about our story today. What we know today as the Congo is a land with many tribes and a land with a huge potential to grow rubber. At this point in history, rubber was in high demand. King Leopold II, he looked at this opportunity with dollar signs in his eyes and said, why conquer a country when you can buy it? You see, this was a different time, and back then European powers thought they could do pretty much anything they wanted in Africa. On the one hand, it was a source of wealth to be exploited, and on the other, they thought colonization was kind of a matter of charity. They wanted to export European values and civilization to a land of barbarity. This is why Leopold II created the International African Association, an organization led by him that allowed him to go to Congo and create his own factories and plantations. people had no private property, Leopold II could take over the lands without any kind of contract. Of course, in order to legitimize this looting, Leopold II, the king of a respectable country like Belgium, claims he would turn this free state of Congo into a civilized place. Free State is unique in its kind. It has nothing to hide and no secrets and is not beholden to anyone except its founder, Leopold II, King of Belgium. Reality, though, was way different. Leopold II wanted to get as much rubber as possible, so he enslaved the population and forced them to reach production quotas. If they didn't, he would chop off one of their hands. 
This is how one of the worst genocides in all of history started. It's comparable in relative terms to Mao's cultural revolution. The massacre was so terrible, even other colonial powers such as the United Kingdom denounced Leopold for his atrocities. And if you want to know more about this, I've got a video about King Leopold II on my other channel, Biographics. I'm going to link to that below. But let's move on with today's story. After Leopold II died, he passed his property over to the state of Belgium. This is how Congo became a colony in its own right. Belgium's government was a little more compassionate than the king, but still the Congolese, they were kept in slave-like conditions. You see, colonialism is one of the most despicable practices in history. But if there is one colonial power that was big on brutality, it would be Belgium. And if you want to be even more angry, let me tell you that to this day there are monuments, buildings, and streets in Brussels dedicated to Leopold II. But the truth is, in 1960, Congo got its independence. This doesn't mean things got better for them, though. Their first president, Patrice Lumumba, was no big fan of his former colonizers. This is why both France and Belgium helped other groups to overthrow and execute him. Which is how Mobutu Sese Seko's dictatorship started, and the country changed its name to Zaire. Mobutu is known as being one of the bloodiest dictators in history. But as we often say in visual politics, Mobutu may have been a son of a bitch, but at least... It was our son of a You know, it was a Cold War, and Congo was an ally of the West, so there was always money to finance this army. But things had changed in the 1990s. Without the USSR to be afraid of, America stopped supporting Mobutu and all of those groups that he was suppressing, they rebelled against him. This is now the first Congolese civil war started, and the country got back its current name. This was a civil war that led to the Second Civil War. For a better understanding of just how devastating this conflict was, the Second Congolese Civil War is considered to be the deadliest conflict after World War II, with over 5 million deaths and countless acts of torture, mutilation, and other atrocities. Here's the worst thing. The violence hasn't stopped. In 2003, the war ended. Since then, Joseph Kabila has tried to be a dictator who rules over the country with an iron fist. But let's be honest, as authoritarian and corrupt as he is, he can't control the country. There are guerrillas and looting from neighboring countries all the time. So now you might be wondering, well, why is there so much guerrilla warfare? How can one country have so many armed groups? I mean, how do I pay for the guns? Well, let's have a look, shall we? Do you know the Nokia 6110? This was a phone that was launched at the end of the 90s, and it was one of the first cell phones to reach a massive audience. The smallest Nokia phone ever made, weighing just 137 grams. It's the perfect size for your hand and your pocket. Suddenly, everybody had a mobile phone, and this meant more and more tantalum was required to produce these phones. Until that moment, the main tantalum producer had been Australia. The problem? Well, getting that material was more expensive than you might imagine. You see, it's almost impossible to find pure chemical elements in nature. In this case, Australia had mines where you could find some ore, and after a complex chemical process, you'd get a bit of tantalum out of it. But there is an easier way to obtain it, and I'm talking about coltan. Coltan is a rock that contains a lot of tantalum, and it's very cheap to refine. Guess where you can find the biggest coltan reserves on the planet? Well, yep, they are in the Congo. Basically, Congo is the Saudi Arabia of coltan. <laughs> 
and here it is. It's easy to extract and it's even easier to refine. In fact, you don't even need technology to get coltan. You just pick up a shovel and there you go. This is why thousands of Congolese drive the coltan hunt. And despite the high demand, tantalum became cheaper and cheaper. But wait just a second, because this is just the beginning. Remember the financial crisis of 2008? Well, it also had some consequences in Australia. <laughs> closes Wadina Tantalum Mine. This mine was the world's main tantalum producer. Its closure meant the tantalum prices skyrocketed. It's hard to estimate the market price for this material because unlike oil, there are no public indexes. But according to some consultancy firms, tantalum prices almost doubled from one year to the next. Well, what was the consequence for the Congo? Well, yeah, it was the coltan rush. All of a sudden, everybody was willing to sacrifice their lives for a fistful of rocks. And this is where warlords enter the picture. Most of the guerrillas were financed by selling coltan, and the more they sold, the more violent they became. We're talking about such a huge massacre that even America had to pass a law for it. Dodd-Frank Act becomes law. Basically, the Dodd-Frank law was meant to protect consumers. One of its sections referred to so-called conflict minerals. One of these, tantalum. According to this law, companies buying tantalum should know where it comes from. The problem in a country like Congo is it's impossible to control the traceability of a mineral, especially given that there are almost no mining companies. Yep, you heard that right. It's mostly just common people going to the countryside to extract rocks and sell them to a man who will sell them to another man, and finally it ends up inside of your mobile phone. In many cases, Rwandan miners cross the border, exploit the mines, and go back to Rwanda's processes. As you know, Rwanda is a country that's growing really fast and offers much more security in legal, political, and physical terms compared to Congo. And if you didn't already know this, here's another video we made a long time ago telling that story. In fact, if you want to know more about these kinds of things, you really should subscribe to this channel and you know, hit that bell button so you don't miss any posts. But let's go back to our story. Any of you might wonder, since it's so profitable, why are big companies mining it. I mean, surely there must be incentives to create companies that could mass-produce coltan. And the answer to that is, well, there are. So why? Well, there's an example. Congo coltan miner resumes buying after output halt. In this case, the Sunzu is one of the few Congolese mining companies. It was founded by a Congolese senator that wanted to industrialize mining. Instead of risking lives to get coltan, the Sunzu wants to use machines. That way, they can offer better security for the workers and extract a lot more minerals. So, well, what's the problem then? First of all, this machinery is expensive, and money is seldom abundant in the Congo. Secondly, nobody's going to invest in a place where corrupt politicians are going to make your life impossible. And if politicians don't do it, then some gorilla will. So, well, what happens then? Well, nobody invests in this industry, and those who do, like the Sunzu, have to stop their production all the time because of smugglers and warlords. And this is how we can understand the vicious cycle of coltan. The more demands there is, the more incentives there are for warlords to exploit it. And the more warlords we have exploiting coltan, the less incentives there are to create an industry that would provide quality jobs and create real wealth. This is why, despite the fact that half of the tantalum on the planet comes from this area, Congo doesn't grow any faster. But now you might be wondering, well, is anyone going to challenge this? Well, maybe, maybe not. You're going to understand that in a second. <laughs>
Riggs Fraud. The military dictator, the Congolese dictator, well, in the year 2018, he had to resign and call for elections. In fact, according to the Congolese constitution, he should have done it before, but, you know, dictators going to dictate. As you might imagine, 2018 could not have been more rigged if it tried. Kabila's opponents only had one or two electoral cabins. Citizens also had to vote with tablets that nobody knew how to use. And, as you might imagine, no international observer accepted this process. Congo to EU. Mind your own business. An election that's been delayed for two years is about to be held, and the country has booted out the EU ambassador. All right, so in this election, we have three main candidates. Ramazzoni, who is Kabila's successor, Fayulu, his biggest opponent, and Sheikh Sadi, the one with the lowest chance of winning. So guess who won? No, it wasn't Ramazzoni. The winner was totally just Katie. And here's where the debate starts. According to all the organizations observing this process, including the Catholic Church, the process couldn't have been dirtier. Many analysts say that Kabila knew nobody would accept his successor, so he let a moderate enemy win. Somebody who, at the least, would let Kabila keep his fortune. Because make no mistake, despite Congo's poverty, Kabila is a millionaire. Then again, Donald Trump has supported C. Cicady, even if it's only to guarantee some kind of stable government for the Congo. So now the question is, can this brand new president actually change things? Well, the truth is that he does have opportunities. <laughs> New Australian productions from Pobara. Basically, the Australians have found a new way to extract tantalum more cheaply, so they reopened their mines. So what does this mean? Well, less of a coltan rush, less money for the warlords, and more incentives to create an ethical and sustainable industry. On the other hand, Rwanda, Congo's neighboring country, has been developing its own coltan processing industry. In 2018, they created a big factory to produce tantalum, and they've even begun experimenting with blockchain technology to guarantee the traceability of the tantalum. <laughs> This means it will now be easier to know where our tantalum comes from. So now this new Congolese government can partner with Rwanda to create a coltan industry that generates jobs and growth. But here's a question for you. Do you think the Congolese government will be willing to do so? Is this brand new president going to end the rampant corruption in order to help his country escape poverty? Or, or will we continue to see Congo as poor as always despite its enormous natural wealth? Well, please leave your answer in the all right, we are seeing uh, the history of a country that most of us have no idea what's going on over there any way, shape, or form. As the one always interested in history and how we got to where we are today. That was fascinating to me. I hope you all weren't bored with it. But Naima, let's see, uh, first of all, Zelda, our Monday morning uh, host says, Grand Evening Traveling Queen Sister. Wow, looking forward to Mind Awakening Show. I, that was Mind Awakening for me today. And that was the first time I found out about Coltan and the Congo and all the corruption. And Naima Latif says, Is the world population willing to ignore this atrocity because they think they'll have to give up the convenience of a cell phone? Well, that's such a good question. And my, I thought a lot about the cell phone as I, the more I researched the, what's going on in the Congo and this material coltan that everybody wants and needs, I thought we're not going to give up our cell phones, but we certainly do need to be wiser about how to use them, when to use them, and how we can 
change the corruption in government. You know, all this this taught me the Congo situation. All governments are corrupt. I don't. I haven't seen one government lately, this year especially, that is honest, upright, righteous, moral character going on everywhere. No, they're all corrupt. So what does that tell us? We cannot be putting all our eggs in the basket of electing honest people in a huge corrupt government. Our government is, in my opinion, we need to wipe every, get everybody out, move everybody out of the United States government and start from scratch. From scratch. I don't see any way that this government can be revived, revealed, or, or restored in any way. But what is our individual responsibility? That's what we want to look into tonight. What can I do to make a difference in 2024? Let us be clearly focused by the end of this show on what our my individual role is to stop the corruption, to look at the colonialism and how it has destroyed countries, people, and more. And if you don't have, I don't see any questions or hands up. Let's see, ball talk. I have a hand up in, in the Blog Talk studio. Yay, people are in the Blog Talk studio. We got Blog Talk studio working today. Thank you, yeah, thank you. I prayed over this all, all evening. Like, all right, I, I started commanding Blog Talk to act right, be straight. So let's open this, the mic and see how well uh, Blog Talk can uh, transfer the voice of 706202. I believe that's Brother Kwame Sunhorse. Kwame, are you there? Happy Kwanzaa, Habar Ghani. Right, you hear it's me? um it's Kaumba. It's Kaumba no. tonight. Creativity. No, it's it's Nia purpose. <laughs> no, tonight's the sixth night, isn't it? Tomorrow's the first. I think Huh? Yeah. Yeah, but and... okay. So I think it's Kaumba. Or it's either Nia or Kaumba, but we'll work with both of them. Nia, but but okay. either way, it's what is our purpose? What are we? What are we? And this is what your show is, and the purpose of how do we decolonize from the colonization? That's the question, and it's being able to understand that this was a process in which we have lived for for how many ever years. On this planet from them colonizing the planet Not just Turtle Island But what we're right. looking at is We have to come back to communal living And this is the part of being able to In 2024 establish a communal Because that's an eight year That's, that's the eternal, the eight And so how do we unify from this this disunity that we have had perpetuated and the training process that we've been through from generation to generation to generation, even my generation, our generation, is in that, that, that time. But what we're looking at is they're using new tools of the AI to increase the, the mental illness but what we have to go back to is the DI, the divine intelligence, 
being able to know that their power of our creator is greater than what man can create because even with his greatest computer, he cannot copy or reproduce what this earth and nature does. They cannot because there there hasn't been all the computers put together cannot reproduce the consciousness that's in the wood wide web. Now so, you know what I about Kwame. As I look at the as I look at the colonialism and the wars and especially the country Belgium, how they went into the middle of where Belgium is way up north outside of Africa. And yet somehow, you know, these colonialists found their way into the middle of Africa, all over Africa, uh, killing, destroying, kidnapping, taking over, genocide. And I couldn't help but think there's some karma in all of this because there's, I don't think it's any accident that these atrocities have happened. And it's like, where's the creator? Where's the spirit of love? Where? Why is this all happening? And I think it has to do with karma. So I'm going to leave that there for a minute while we go to a commercial. Uh, I got a note from uh, Naima Latif uh, that we are ready for a commercial. When we come back, please, everybody think about the karmic influence on all these atrocities, the genocide, even what's going on in Palestine. Got to be some karma involved because it's just no accident that these things have happened and that have killed people, destroyed countries, destroyed. And then we had the rebuild and the Belgians and the UK, the British and all of them, they just keep rolling along doing their evil. And I'm like, when is it going to end? It ends with us, I believe. So let me go ahead and open up, um, let's see, Naima Latif's mic and see if she has some commercials that she wants to play. And then we have a caller in the um, Female Solution Studio. I guess the Female Solution Studio is also working tonight, Naima, Long Talk Radio. Okay. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, 
they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. I wonder if Eddie's going to join us. But we're talking about having a clear focus in 2024. So let's open up Naima's uh, mic because she said we have a caller, 314, I believe is the number. And Naima, if you want to open up their mic, we're talking about staying focused in 2024 on the lessons. So with all my callers, please focus on the lessons from the Congo in Palestine, what is our lesson to move forward in 2024? Hello, Viara. How are you doing? Grand evening. It sounds like, is this Pianke? Yeah, this is he. Oh, what's, your, what's your Kwanzaa green? Right. Oh, uh, I don't know the Kwanzaa green. I just know it's either Nia or Kumba tonight. It's <laughs> Purpose Kumba. and creativity. It's it's cool. Kumba. Okay. Cool. And when you tell somebody Kumba, they will tell they will tell you Kumba, Asante, Abargani Kumba, Kumba, Asante, Abargani Kumba. <laughs> but uh, getting back to your major topic, Black Americans, any group of Black Americans, should get equipment. Go over and not only mine, but process Cotan. Matter of fact, the U.S. Trade and Development will give you grants if you use American equipment. Rather than sitting back complaining, it's easy to do. Now, that's the importance of having young people come up with education in those disciplines, like geology, for instance. And if you don't have that, well, then you're going to miss out again. So, yes, I agree on your comments on 
decolonization, the biggest culprit in that was Britain. If anybody owes yeah. restitution to countries, it's that damn Britain. And that damn government that's in Israel, that is a very corrupt and racist government. The people of it need to go back to Poland, Germany, and the United States and stop committing genocide and birth control, population control, on those people that's indigenous to that land. And this nonsense about Palestine never existing. And just like the second president of Egypt made mention, he said that he told, uh, you left here black and came back white. There'll never be peace. Nelson Mandela, I believe in 2005, I'm not sure the year, in an interview with Ted Koppel, he told Ted Koppel, your enemy is not my enemy. But the United States is propping that regime up. How are you going to go war against a non-government? Hamas is not a government. It's an idea. People that's fighting, they come together and fight for a particular issue. You see that all over the world. And then you got a bigger issue that's going on in the South Sudan, where British is there also in the South Sudan. South Sudan seceded from the northern part of Sudan and said we want to start our own country. They got a right to do that. But you got these others coming in, trying to exploit them. You even got the Pope going into South Sudan, having discussion with them for not honoring LGBTQ rights. That there is deplorable. So, no, get value equipment, those that can and want to, and go over and mine and then process the cold tan into its final product. Thus, when you add the value, you still can hire Congolese people and put them to work and go about it at, at that particular pace. Partner with a Congolese person. It ain't that difficult. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Pianke, because education starts in childhood while the children are in the home. So imagine if high schools or even grade schools had work-study programs with companies that could train our children to go over and mine coltan or at least start a program of sorts where these kids, they would have corporations come into the schools, lecture them on different options for a career, and talk about uh, mining in Africa, coltan, uh, uh, work-study programs that they could get into in high school. We've got, in my opinion, we've got to start earlier educating our children than college and high school. Uh, they, we have to show them options. I got a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old, and this is on my agenda. Even uh, the last few months, you got options. You do not have to go to college, but if you want to, if you depending on what your passion is, uh, your mom and dad are ready to put you into a college atmosphere. But I, grandma is saying, listen, you're smart. You got options. Let's work on the next, uh, they're seven and nine. Let's work on the next 10 years 
developing your mind and your get you in a place, a business where they can teach you a few things. You don't have to get paid, but let's start the education. So I, I think you're bringing that up. That that's another option. that's another option. We well, need please. coaching, and Naima brings up about is the world going to ignore this atrocity, these genocides, this slaughtering? Because they think we have to have the convenience of the cell phone. Well, Empress Regina says she's not willing to ignore it, but I'm saying I think there's a karma element in all of this atrocity and genocide that we can, now that we're becoming conscious, consciousness is about becoming aware of not only karma, but about the colonialism and the, the British and the Belgium and how these countries have been egocentric maniacs going in and, and destroying other people's lands, raping the women, all that. So we are here to raise the consciousness about what the solution well, is me, in this karmic energy. Let me comment on some other things. You talk about Belgium. You know, Leopold II, King Leopold II, who during the Versailles Treaty where he carved up Africa, he looked at Belgium as being his own country. And as yes, they went to yes. extract That's rubber it. out of there, you know, Leopold is responsible for killing about 10 million, 10 million Belgians. And they had kids working, harvesting rubber. And if they didn't meet their quota, their hands was cut off. Now, here's the thing. Right. That's what he was saying. If you go to Antrop Airport today and you're on a layover, just take a walk through the airport and visit some of the candy shops. Some of those candy shops got chocolate candy in the form of little hands. Well, what did that remind you of? The Belgians, when Belgians was cutting off the kids' hands for not meeting their daily quota. What did it remind me of? There's nothing to say about it. So I don't know what to tell you, but I know one thing. Rather than complain, educate your kids, put your cartel teams together, and go over to these countries and provide them with the equipment and the technology to extract and process into finished products, value-added, VAT, V-A-T, there in their land rather than exporting the raw materials to go someplace else, thus by putting other people to work, and they're reaping the benefit of the raw material that's need for what you just mentioned, like cell phone. And one other point, your kids should be thinking about mining asteroids. That's going to be the next big thing. Asteroids have minerals, gold, and other things that you don't find here on Earth. You got to introduce those type of ideas to them and then let them run with it. I'll listen. Okay, so, Pia, have you thought about going into your local or local elementary schools or, and, or high schools and showing them options that they can uh, consider while they're young? Well, I work, with the, I work with the National Society of Black Engineers, NSBE, and they do a good job of producing young blacks in the STEM fields, mechanical engineering, computer sciences, petroleum engineers, they do a good job at that. But they can't do no better of a job 
than the children that's entering into these universities. They cannot hold their own. That's because the education at the lower levels is just pitiful, and we know it is. Well, that okay. That's that's why we want to be clearly focused that 2024 we have to create our own educational system for our youth. It is totally broke. They have dumbed down the children in, especially in the United States. They're not learning what they need to learn to be successful entrepreneurs or even get into college and be successful. So Naima Latif, The Female Solution, we're creating a school of peace, and and we're working on an agenda or or a a curriculum that is relevant to today, and especially with the knowledge we have about these wars and so forth. I have another audio I want to play for you. It's a, a women in the Congo giving their perspective on what is going on in their country. It's so uh, poignant and so personal that I want to share this with you so that we can get there, the female point of view. But this is something, one of the women in this grew up in the Congo, and we get her perspective, which is really important, I think, to see and hear right now. So I talk a lot about France on this channel because it's very important to highlight some of the atrocities that happen on the African continent. I've also realized that the world is talking a lot about Israel, it's talking a lot about Palestine, it's talking about Ukraine, but nobody talks about DRC. You know why? Because to the rest of the world, it's just some random black person dying in a country in Africa. Why should we care? I'll tell you why we should care. Because the hand of the West is in this. There are killed in DRC. The people are not innocent. But you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me that you will fight your brother, your neighbor, your, your, your own countryman for 30 years. To what end? To what end? If you were fighting, Germany, for 30 years, you run out of resources, you run out of the energy, you run out of the motivation. So why is there still violence in DRC that leads to the death of women, children, young men, and the world could not be bothered? It's not because we're African. It's because they have vested interest in DRC. Um, the Western world benefit from Congo. Now, understand that your phone and your technology will not be technology without country, but my country. Um, for those who doesn't know, I am having a hard time um, having sympathy for Israel and Palestine because my country has been going through the same the last 30 plus years and nobody ever speak about it. The news does not Broadcasting, people have no interest in learning or protesting about my country. Hello, there. How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversation. My name is Adora Gardner. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming out here talking to you guys about black people that look like you and me, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up into our actual place as the global stage. You can connect to me on social media at Adora I am back finally to posting a little bit more actively, not doing face, but yes, I'm trying. And I also want to take this opportunity to say thank you for watching my content from the beginning of the year till now. To those of you that watch this video, like, share, comment, and even reach out to me privately, thank you so much. And as a gift, as a gift from me, 
to you this December. We put a pause on the politics so you can get into, you know, the festive season mood and have something special for you. I've always talked to you on this channel. I'm very proud to be an African born and bred on the African continent. And I want to share that with you from my perspective, you know. As someone who's seen the best of both worlds, I want to show you Africa, and I'm always the first person to condemn things and they're not going correct on the African continent, but I also think there's so many things here that I can share with you that are lovely, that are beautiful, that you can indulge in. So this December, stay tuned. The first country that we begin exploring is Rwanda. Now, let's get to today's video, because also Rwanda is a neighbor to DRC. And DRC breaks my heart. I'll tell you a little bit. Let me let me humanize this because most of the time also when we hear about this African countries, oh, is this all this poverty hunger? Is this before we talk about the problems in DRC and who is behind them? Let me just tell you the DRC. So I did my first 14 years of primary school in the city in Nairobi, and then I went to do my high school 14 to 18 in the village. And also, I did 18 to 22 college campus university in another small town. And when you live outside of the city, in the city, television is very big. Now, this, do, please do not take my words out of context and start saying Africans are poor, nor are enough. Just that television is, is the biggest medium of communication in cities. When you go to the villages, radio is the biggest medium of communication because it's a form of intimacy that comes with radio. And in Kenya, we have like vernacular radio stations as of many other African countries that either speak English or French or Portuguese as the main national language. We have our own vernacular languages, and that's how I like my mother tongue and my father tongue. Now, on the radio, they would play music from DRC. And it was just beautiful music, the melody, the sound, the arrangement, the vocals. And when you watch their videos, they were always dressed in beautiful African fabric. They had their makeup on, they would dance, they would wind their way. You should go check the about um so this song she has Makena Wobi. She's dancing, you know. Um one time I was listening to a song on the radio and my mom was like, You know we used to dance to that song when we were young. There's just, there was just something so beautiful about music from DRC. There's something so beautiful about the fabric that comes out of there. We call it Kitenge. And it's just, it's good quality. The colors are vibrant. The people from DRC, they love life. You know, they're fashionable. They're colorful. But most importantly, they're people. And these are people who their home has been turned into a battlefield in the last 30 years. Not five, not ten, not twenty, but thirty. And guess what? When conflict goes on for such a long time, people become numb. And things that are considered atrocities and violations against human rights become normal. Women are losing their lives. Children are losing their lives. People are being abused, physically abused, mentally abused, financially abused, and even sexually abused. Young men, their lives are being cut short because they have to stop school and join the wars, you know. Um, and there's so much inequality. Because when you fight for that long, there's very little time for development. And all the time that you have and resources are dedicated to fighting. And that creates a loophole of opportunity. Dr. Arikana Chibomori has spoken about this. 
Because I don't want this to be about me and my opinion, because again, who am I? I want to quote formidable people in this. Dr. Arikanaji Bongori asked, why is there constant fighting in PRC? Who is funding Who is actually funding that war? DRC is one of the richest countries in Africa, if not the world. DRC is a country that is rich in resources. They have gold, they have diamond, they have um, water, they have rainforest, so adequate timber, and guess what? They have 70% of the world's cobalt resources. Now, for those of you who are confused about DRC, the name is the, I believe it's the Democratic Republic of Congo. So. She keeps referring to Congo as DRC, but it's the same country. And this is what powers your lithium batteries, the batteries on your phone, the batteries on your cars. And so, why is it poor? And why is they fighting? Can you put two and two together? Why? You know, I have been in, in a room where somebody said that deals get brokered in exchange for weapons, DRC, gives away its resources, and then whoever is in office gets weapons to ensure that they keep fighting. So you think that this is why you're friends and they're helping you fight tribals? No! No! What do they give you in return? They give you some money. They allow you a visa because now your country is messed up. You can come to our country and get medical care, and your children can come and use our country. They can get education from Europe. At what cost? At what cost? But don't take my word for it. Here is a video from somebody born in the DRC who understands what is actually going on. This marks the potential start of a third world war, and we will soon be hit with a silent, untraceable attack. I have been transmitting this video for the last, like, just 30 minutes, and every time I start, for some reason, I just read. And I want to talk about Congo. So for those who doesn't know me, I was born and raised in Congo, and I have experienced all... Uh, most of the violence that is happening in Congo. Now, I know a lot of people don't want to talk about it or don't have the knowledge of what's happening, and I can completely understand why. It's because um, the Western world benefits from Congo. Now, understand that your phone and your technology will not be technology without countries like my country. Um, for those who doesn't know, I am having a hard time um, having sympathy for Israel and Palestine because my country has been going through the same last 30 plus years and nobody ever speaks about it. The news does not broadcast that people have no interest in learning or protesting about my country. Now, you could call me cold and selfish, but I have seen a little too much of violence in my country for me to have sympathy for any other country. And if you want to come for me, please, before you do, do your little research so you can understand. Uh, I grew up in a war zone, so I've seen it all. I've seen all of it, from adults to uh, children who are unalive to adults who aren't alive to, you name it, I've seen it all. Basically, what I've experienced in Congo is so horrific, you can make a horror movie about it. The things you do see in a horror movie, um, <laughs> it's, it's most of... Uh, Congolese reality. It's most of families in Congo uh, reality, the things that they're dealing with in real life. But, of course, the word is silence. Nobody talks about it. Nobody cares. 
you see a glimpse of, of, of something. And, and if you do see something that's happening in Congo, it's always putting it back to Congolese people. But really, if you dig deep, you see that Israel, uh, United States, uh, England, they all have their teeth dug into yeah. Congo because of the diamond, the gold, the benzene, cotton, mineral, all of that. They are benefiting from it. They are um, getting the resources to advance their countries. And it's very upsetting. It's very sad. But, again, you're not going to hear about it unless you do your own research. So I urge you to do your research and understand and please uh, continue posting these videos because the world needs to know what's happening in Congo. Congo has been dealing with this for over 30 years, and it's time. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. See, this is not a matter that I will just do a video and then this. I'm going to take my time and immerse myself in as much research as possible. And come next year, when we go back to making these political videos, I'm going to do a series just documenting where the conflict in Congo began, the atrocities that the Belgian committed in Congo, the, the effects of the ongoing fighting, the resources that DRC have and who benefit the most from them, and why is DRC still poor and in conflict. So that is a series that you can expect from me. This was just an introduction to open your eyes to the fact that while we are praying for Ukraine and marching in solidarity with Palestine, let us not forget there's silent genocide happening in DRC Congo. And yes, they might be black, they might be African, they might be children of a lesser God, but it doesn't make what is happening there right. Most importantly, because that violence is manufactured violence. Thank you very much for watching. I'll see you again next now, I don't, I'm not sure what I mean. she means by children of a lesser God. Who put that lie into her, into her mind to even speak that nonsense? But, okay, so here we are. I see karma, again, karmic energy is really strong. Uh, when I hear this woman, the last 30 hey, years, okay, we have been, we've been okay, I'm going to let you talk in a minute. We've been bombarded with news about Palestine. I am so grateful that October 7th woke us up. But we, we know now, after those of us who did all the research now on Palestine for the last 80-some days, I've been, like, swimming in, in, in information and knowledge about the Middle East. And we know now, we know now that the occupiers, the Zionist occupiers moved in and the British helped them move in, and then they've been doing apartheid, genocide, uh, everything you can name that calls, they call it a war crime. And the, everybody's just kind of ignoring it. It's like, and all of a sudden we got protests all over the world. So what she, when she says, oh, the last 30 years have been just horrible, but, but the people in, in the Middle East have had almost 100 years of genocide creation and apartheid creation. So we can compare what she's saying to the Palestine situation, it's all genocidal, Zionist, Zionist occupation, uh, egomaniacs, uh, egocentric white supremacists who've been colonizing, occupying for way too long. Let us be clearly focused for 2024 that that nonsense has to stop. It has to end. 
And that's why there are so many people rising up and saying, cease fire. We're talking a cease fire globally in the Congo, in the Middle East. Those of us who are conscious, and, and Empress Regina says she's not willing to ignore it, neither am I. I have not been ignoring it. I have been sending, if nothing else, I'm sending energy to stop this nonsense, this genocide, the, the apartheid. All of it has to end. That's our clear focus in 2024. Whatever you have to do, we want to end to this nonsense of genocide, apartheid, colonialism, white supremacists from the Zionists now. We got to be clear, the white supremacists are basically in the Washington, D.C. We got a bunch of them in Washington, D.C., in the Catholic, in the Christian church, religious organizations, in Israel, they're all over the place. Time to get your antennas up and recognize where the, the Zionists are living, coming from, and then use your energetic powers to bring them down. Now, Pianchi, did you have, are you, is your mic open? Yeah. Did you have something to say? You know, there's two Congo. There's a, the, the Congo borders Cameroon, Gabon, up in the northwest corner, southeast corner of uh, Cameroon, for instance. Then you got the Democratic Republic of Congo. But, uh, no, you're absolutely right. The United States needs to stop giving that country Israel, that government Israel, the money that it's giving it. And all they're doing is discriminating against Palestinian people. But more importantly, the Beta Israel, Beta Israel, House of Israel, that's the Agha, Agha people there in Ethiopia in Gondor. Those people there go back before anybody else. And when Israel done operation called Operation Solomon, I believe it was, and they airlifted some Gondor Ethiopians back to Israel, well, they required those black women to get on birth control, and they sterilized some of them and had the men resurfacized. Now, I don't know how the hell you did that. That's just that's horrible. So, no, they're very evil. Well, well, they're yeah. devilish. Okay. Okay, that's what, that's what we're recognizing, Bianchi. These are the, not the current-day Nazis. These are the white supremacist Zionists. We, we shouldn't even refer to them as Israelites. No, not the Zionists. Not Netanyahu is called Satanyahu now. And these are the, the Zionist white supremacists are the ones sterilizing the Ethiopians, the original, probably the original Jews. And then now they're going through on the West Bank killing folks. They've just gone mad, uh, batshit crazy over well, there, see, killing and thing. murdering and raping. Here's another thing. Jew is a person that follows a religion. Nobody's born a Jew. You know anybody? You ever look on a birth certificate and see where it says that you were born a Baptist, Lutheran, Catholic, Protestant? Nobody's born no Jew. That anti-Semite is nothing more than a weapon that they use. If you go in Egypt and see where you had interlopers and invaders come in and knock the noses off the statues of Egyptian blacks, statues, well, is that anti-black? I mean, think, is that anti-black? So they use these words and make up these words, come up with new definitions and use them as weapons. That's all they use, and nobody says nothing. Where's your CVC? 
Where's your black leadership complaining about yes. that? They don't say nothing. Well, listen, that we got listen, we got a lot of people in the United States with dark skin who are Zionists, honey. I, I don't I'm not looking at no black leaders to do anything right now. Black leaders getting money in the pocket from APAC. We got that's why we gotta stay focused. Gotta be focused. We don't care what the skin color is. We wanna know are you are you consciously walking in light in the light of ending this nonsense, this crazy atrocities, the the genocide, the apartheid. Are you with us to end this? I don't care what your skin color is. Yeah, and we there's a lot of black strong Williams. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. He is as dark as dark can be in Washington D.C. He shows up on my Facebook page all the time. He is a true Zionist. He will fight for those um, Netanyahu. Yahoo. And all those uh, uh, Zionists over there were probably for the last, with the last drop of his blood. He's a true, he's dark skinned. He's fooling. There's a lot of dark skinned leaders fooling us. So don't look at the skin color. We can't do that no more. No, no, no. We are looking at the eyes. Look in their eyes. Look at what they're doing. What are they saying? What's coming out of their mouth? Clear focus. You got to be focused. No skin color. Let's have a conversation. You call yourself a. I hear what you. I hear what if, you're saying, but when black Americans vote, they vote for two reasons. They, One, they vote on skin color. Yeah. Second, they vote because of the D behind the name. I mean, look at the look. I hate to say this, but in Chicago, look at the mess in Chicago and New York. Two black leaders, two mayors running the city. Nobody planned for all these people coming in there. Biden opened the doors, and the, all the, the black mayor in Chicago, and I'm sorry, New York, from what I'm I could be wrong. Uh, correct me, sisters, if I'm wrong. But from what I'm seeing, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They want to plant uh, uh, immigrants in the park, in the parks where the black neighbors are like, hell no, you're putting them in. So they got a, a major a conflict and, and chaos in Chicago and New York because they don't know how to handle the problem that has been presented to them by the crazy Democrats in Washington, D.C. So that's why we're here, to be clearly focused on what the lessons are in Palestine and Congo, because these are huge lessons for us. I got another audio I want to play about the conflict and Colton in eastern Congo. And to me, it speaks of how we get into conflict about consumer materialism. Everybody's walking around with their phones in their faces. Nobody's having conversations. It's time for us to have some conversations, people. I'm serious. We've got to have conversations. Conflicts in Africa. Wait a minute. Here we go. Conflicts and coaching. There's a real tendency when looking at conflicts in Africa for Americans to feel very detached from them. There's not usually an attempt by the general public to think about the ways in which we're complicit and connected to the conflicts. But the global economy has been built on the sacrifice of certain people and places. And one of these places that's one of the primary sacrifice zones for the global economy is the Eastern Congo. I've worked for USAID and the State Department a couple of times to look at issues of human rights in Congo. A number of people came to me and talked about being employed as slave laborers on Coltan. But at that time, I'd never heard of Coltan. The importance of Coltan as a conflict mineral 
absolutely related to the proliferation of consumer electronics and mobile devices. You'll find Coltan in your laptops, your cell phones, your Blackberries, your iPads. You will find it in any portable consumer electronics. And the importance of Coltan, not just in our everyday lives, but as a revenue source for armed groups of the Congo is something that has exploded over the last 25 years. Much of Congo is relatively peaceful today, but there is a region near the Ugandan border, a region that is mountainous and heavily forested and has a lot of minerals, including diamonds and coal. This one corner of the country is still doing very badly. In the worst cases, people are digging these things out of the ground under threat of violence to themselves or their family, often at gunpoint, often using rape as a means of coercion. That doesn't even get into the conditions under which they're working. People are often working barefoot. They're spending many hours a day in standing water. It doesn't matter if people are sick. It doesn't matter if women are pregnant. It doesn't matter if we're talking about children who are five or six years old. Everyone is brought to work into the mines. The question of how this is all allowed to happen actually brings us to some very ugly truths. Many of the cell phone manufacturers and computer manufacturers will, will wash their hands and say, oh, well, we're not involved in this mining. But the reality is that they're driving this. And frankly, we're driving it because we want low-cost products. The people who are producing products for us should be living much better lives than they're living. And right now in Congo, they're not. So we're seeing our guilt here in the United States that we have to be comfortable and we got to have a new phone every every month or whenever whatever comes out with iPhones we got to have we got to have it. So being focused in 2024 means to start being a minimalist, start being less consuming, start um, looking at everything you do more consciously and how it not only affects. Uh, you, but it affects the Congo, and it affects the people in Washington. When they, if you're not demanding a ceasefire at this point, then they're just. That's why they're still drop, dropping bombs. I don't know if you realize it, how many people are paying attention. We are in World War Three, right? It's not coming. It's here. They're dropping bombs in Syria, Yemen. Ready uh, to start some mess with Iran. I mean, everybody over in there is dropping. They're, they're on the sea. On they're, they're dropping bombs. They just destroyed, um, who was it, Ukraine just threw missiles on a Russian boat. Russia's retaliating with more weapons. They are fighting all over the place. In the water, on land, everybody is retaliating with bombs and weapons. No diplomacy anywhere. What the hell is going on? Psychopaths. They are a bunch of psychopaths. Zionists are running and let we and let let's not forget the military industrial complex. That's a rabbit hole that we could be in for days and weeks and months. Going back to Eisenhower, who warned this country, be careful of the military industrial complex. Did we, did anybody listen to him? It appears not, because if you complain about the military industrial complex and Lockheed Martin, who is right here in or uh, you are just, oh, you are not American. But that's the problem. We have not been speaking up against these corporations who are making lots of money as they're dropping bombs all over. 
it's in the Middle East and the Sea, Red Sea. Okay, I'm learning a lot about the Red Sea. I didn't know where the Red Sea was a month ago. I was like, oh, that's the Red Sea. Oh, that's where all the bombs and bloodshed. Lots of bloodshed. So I have another, uh, if, you're, if you're not convinced that we are playing a role here in the United States, of all this bloodshed uh, atrocities, then you're deceived and mis- mis- and you're ignorant. Because if you start studying, it's our demand here in the United States that has a lot to do with the bloodshed and the gold over there that's being uh, mined and the and the uh, Colton. All of this, we are playing a role in this. And I, that's why we need to be focused on why, what we do and what is our, our purpose and our plan coming in 2024. I've been raped five times, she said. If you choose to work the fields, you that it will happen to you. The rebels are here because of the gold. We are suffering for the gold. Kanituga Gold Mine, South Kivu Province of Eastern Congo. One of hundreds of such mines dotted across the mineral-rich jungle of this remote region. 98% of these mines are brutally controlled by rebel militias relying on a system of forced labor that amounts to modern slavery. There's much at stake for the rebels. It's not just gold in the jungle. Okay, I'm going to start story again. Part of life. Work the field. You've accepted that it will happen to you. The rebels are here because of the gold. We are suffering for the gold and the money. The gold mine is South Kivu Province of Eastern Congo. One of hundreds of such mines dotted across the mineral-rich jungle of this remote region. 98% of these mines are brutally controlled by rebel militias, relying on a system of forced labor that amounts to modern slavery. There's much at stake for the rebels. It's not just gold in the jungle, but cassavite and coal pans, rare earth minerals vital to the functioning of our computers and mobile phones. Congo's combined mineral rights an estimated value of 15 billion pounds. No profit. They work harder and harder, but no profit. The mine owner is only interested in profit. They're only in it for themselves. No shit. How much do we get? Tell the truth. We get five.
today. Workers are beaten like animals. Much of the workforce is made up of women. These women have fled their villages due to a campaign of murder and sexual violence that has made their traditional way of life impossible and held them into the backbreaking labor of the mines to survive. Even here, preyed upon by their employers, beaten and paid a wage that they can barely succeed. They killed him there.
But I have been for the last 82 days crying over the Palestinian situation. And I realized that tears have to come, but then we need to process the sadness, the tears that we're seeing on social media and everywhere and realize that we who are conscious, we who have a comfortable life here, we who have our cell phones, we who are very protected from bombs for the most part, we have to speak up and be clearly focused about this country's responsibility and the blood that's on our hands because this government is so corrupt. This government well, you know needs another to thing. go. We you know ahead. another thing? It shouldn't be up to the United Nations. Africa has what they call the African Union. That's Africa's United Nations. Just like down in South America with these countries in South America and Mexico and all, they have the OAS, which is the Organization of American States. That's their United Nations. So Africa has the has the mechanism to take care of those problems. They just need to be better organized. I don't know if you know. And well, you know, you know, you know, you talk about Israel further. Back in 1967, you had a large contingent of Black Americans who went back to Israel to claim their birthright or their land, saying that they have, say they are the people of the book, which they have a right to do. And ever since then, the Israeli government has been trying to expel a bunch of them and not recognize them. They left the United States and went to Liberia. They stayed in Liberia for a period of time. Then they trekked over into what's now called Demona. And they're there today. It's about 2,000 right. of them. They're self-dependent, self-sufficient, and all those things. And and that's a small amount of people compared to uh, the population of the United States who are well aware uh, that those people over in Israel who call themselves Jews are not Jews. We know that now. Most of us who have studied, we know those uh, pale-skinned um, Zionists are not the original Jews of the, for the land. There are probably more Palestinian Jews who are being slaughtered and killed who are, have heritage or, or lineage in the land of Israel than the ones who claim to be uh, the originals who are Zionists. We're looking at this amazing drama that's being played out in Israel, and our our government is so complicit in every aspect of it, the blood that's being shed, the destruction of Palestine. There's all kinds of plans that they're making to, to build a, a canal through Palestine and Gaza, and so uh, uh, Satan, Yahoo, wants to clear, mow the lawn, get rid of all those people, and that yet we still have people debating on whether Hamas should be destroyed. That's a that's a ridiculous point at this moment because we have heard from the mouth of Satan Yahoo and the, the white supremacists and the Zionists that they want to get rid of those people on the in Gaza, Palestine, and even the West Bank. So we clear focus again, clear focus 2024. What is our role? Anyone listening in, in um, Europe, 
uh, China, anywhere, if you're listening, America, what is our fault? We have to get rid of this corrupt Zionist government in the United States of America and wipe out and start all over if we can because we have a lobbyist system. I think we're all aware we have a lobbyist system in our that pays money to our, our senators and our Congress people. They are not listening to the people. They're the problem. They're the problem. And if we're going along and going to the voting booth and think we're going to put another honest person in his office, you're deceived. At this point, how many of us realize or don't realize that the government is totally corrupt at this point? We, there's no help in any of these governments. I don't care where they are, city, even in, in Florida. We, we have some uh, people who don't like our governor, DeSantis, and some people who hate him and some people who love him. But really the system is what the problem is. Whether we get rid of DeSantis or uh, the New York mayor or the um, uh, Chicago mayor, the system is broken. I grew up in Chicago. I know how bad that political system has been for years and years and years. And what is the problem? Just as we just heard, the gold or the money is the problem. If we don't get rid of the lobbyist system, in my opinion, and and you're welcome to uh, speak, press one if you have a comment, and uh, what you think the solution, because we want to be clearly focused in 2024. Midnight comes tonight. 2024 is here. It's a number eight, and when you add up 2024, it's a number eight. So the symbolism in 2024 is infinity, infinity, and we're going to take a break. So think about 2024. We'll be here shortly, and um, before we take a break, let me just read some of the comments. Naima Latif says, the problem isn't the mining. If that is a service that people are willingly offering to the world, the problem is people being forced to work and being brutalized and maimed. Yep, Zionists, colonialists, yep, they're the ones pushing. And as Pianchi said, they have the uh, institutions and, and the government there that could stop or change all of this, but why isn't it being done? Well, South Africa, thank goodness, has filed a lawsuit with the global court uh, suing Israel's government for war crimes. Somebody, South Africa, they ought to know they had apartheid for years to deal with. They're finally going to an inter... They have filed a a lawsuit in an international court system that's supposed to be somewhat uh, neutral. And they are bringing Israel to a court system that hopefully will accuse We'll, we'll get rid of that government and start something new. We'll see. And then Zelda says, uh, Brother Pianchi is right on point. I have spoken a few decades ago at the organization he referenced, and it's an awesome organization. There's a brother who runs the organization who has over 100 patents on products we currently use today. Hallelujah. Those are the people we need to talk to, uh, communicate with, and build on uh, that type of mentality, uh, that type of heart, that type of consciousness. So let us take a break. And when we come back, I do have uh, another audio. If if I don't have any comments or questions, um, then we'll go to another audio and keep the focus 
clearly on what our role is in 2024, it's time to look into how, who and what is going to replace these corrupted governments that we have been dealing with for too long. So Naima Latif, uh, your mic's open if you want to play the last commercials. What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death? Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age? Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com and get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African-American Psychic Trauma. Oh, man, God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out, and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456, and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness sessions on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit Zelda Speaks. Dot com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Uh, 
angel came to me today at, uh, unexpectedly, really, and I want to share it with you because it's about proof that the creator exists within us because of the science and the uh, the energy. And most important, Dr. Leonard Horowitz is in this video, and he talks about how we are being genocided as a people and how that's happening. So it's a long one, but I'm only going to play like a five, maybe five minutes so that you can get the teaching that he gives about how we are all being genocided by how what our government is doing to us. The vibration of water around the double helix of the completed human DNA creates a vibrational antenna. And now when you hit that with light energy, it vibrates at a very specific frequency. When we place these readings on people that acting pressure points, and then took those energy readings using that instrumentation, between 80 and 85 percent of the time, we only saw one organ system, one energy meridian, consistently enhanced the pineal gland, the spiritual fossilization. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? Next, Dr. Leonard Horowitz explains the mysterious connection between the numbers three, six, and nine in the human DNA. It is mind-blowing. The entire universe is spinning, just like the DNA, your genetics. And it's spinning as the mathematics is dictating. The numbers themselves are a tip-off. Let me give you the fundamental, the rudimentary origin of the numbers. Here it is. The most important numbers, three, six, and nine. Again. Tesla said, Tesla created Tesla coil. Tesla coil, energy amplifiers. Your DNA is an energy amplifier, a coil, operating by the three sixes and nines, primarily. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you probably look at engines or motors, magnets that have been wound with copper wire. When you do that, when you wind the copper, coil the copper around the magnet, it enhances the energy dramatically. That's what your DNA is. It's an antenna to the creator. Technically, the scientists call it photon-phonon emissions for interstellar communications. That's the primary function of DNA. Phonon is sound. Photon is light. So sound and light signaling. And before there was light, there was the water and the sound. So sound and light signals come into the cells and DNA is in a matrix of water. Your DNA is an antenna to the creator that operates like a Tesla coil because of the creative juice in you. Water, specifically, most frequently, the matrix of DNA is the six-sided hexagonal shaped structured water molecule. And this is from science that we have to share with me, share with Mr. Dr. Emoto. This is from the journal Science. This is from Ron Stinkley's team, University of California, Berkeley, four scientists who took DNA and evaluated how much energy potential is held in the genetic strands and then changed the structured water matrix. They pulled the water out of the matrix and then rechecked to see if the strands were still spiritually or energetically active. And so here you can see four strands of DNA in that beautiful Tesla coil structure. Here particularly, you can see the latest on the side, you can see the structure of uh, the double wing, the rodent, and the 
refugee situation. Focus. Let us focus. Naima, your mic is open. Um, yes. We have a caller. Yeah. Uh, are you able to hear me? Yes, I am. Okay. And caller on the on-air radio network. Your mic open. Do you have a comment? Uh, check your mute. I make sure that they uh, didn't have a comment on the on-air radio network. Did you have a comment? I don't hear a comment. I'm afraid I guess they didn't have a comment okay. to make. Okay. Keep rolling. Thank you for calling and, and thinking of us. But we want to keep rolling. Dr. Mumbai uh, is someone we've listened to here. Muted. But I haven't heard from her in a while, and I said she just popped up again. That's why I had to do a show today because all these conscious individuals kept showing up in my phone today. And I don't believe in accidents, so it was like a message to me to stay stay focused, keep educated. I think the main um, purpose, the main message for us on this Nia purpose, right out of Nia purpose of um, uh, Kwanzaa and into Iman or Kulumba creativity, we are the creators. And that's what the message for um, Dr. Mumbai, her message, wait, are you the Messiah? She's asking that question tonight. Are we the Messiah? Messiah meaning the anointed. Are you the anointed one? Well, you're only anointed if you are consciously aware of it. If you don't think you're a Messiah, you're not a Messiah. That's the, the, my, my analysis of it, my perspective, my belief. If you don't think you're a Messiah, then you're not. I am being, I am anointed to bring the message of truth, the message of love that Yeshua HaMashiach, the savior that people call him. But let's listen to what um, Dr. Mumbai has to say. And welcome to another Dr. Mumbi spiritual show. Although this actually could also be an app to Dr. Mumbi because I get so many questions about 5D reality. What does it mean to be in 5D? How will I feel when I'm in 5D? How do I know if I'm in 5D? And so, uh, so, <laughs> and so I thought I'd go into. I, I was thinking one per episode because they're kind of each kind of deep, but we'll see how it flows. Of doing five things that will confirm to you that you are in 5D. And the first one, I think the first thing that you realize when you hit 5D is that you're not here to be a savior to anyone. 
even that thing of like how we came here and we felt we had a certain destiny where we were supposed to do this or supposed to do that or, you know, here to help Mama Earth and all this stuff. What I found is that when I hit 5D, all of those things fell away. And I felt like even those were somehow trapped of the, you know, of the higher mind thinking that you have to come here to save your humanity or you have to come here to, you know, um, to save Mama Earth or anything like that. It had not, that is not the reason why we came. And you only over in and understand this if you're in 5D reality. And so this will just be a confirmation. But if this is sounding like alien to you, then you're not quite there yet. Because the savior complex has got to go. We're not here to be the saviors of anybody. But what we are here to be is each other's cheerleader. And some of us will be given a global stage where we can be a global cheerleader. Some of us will be given a national stage where we can be a national, you know, a national cheerleader, a national leader in terms of maybe some of us have come in with gifts of government, spiritual governance. Maybe some of us were spiritual judges or are spiritual judges in the world where we came from. But as chosen ones, one of the greatest higher level traps that we were in was thinking that we are here to save the world. Just by you being here, family, just by you being born, you saved whatever world was there was to be saved. Just by you existing, you have a, either a positive or a negative impact on the world. So the more positive you are, the more high vibes you are, happy you are, joyful, at peace, in a zen place, just vibing with like the more you're there, the more you, you so-called save the world, but the more you have a massive impact. But if there's anything that you are here to share, like that is how we're saving the world, by being here by working through our stuff, by releasing, some of us are releasing ancestral issues where we were called in as one of the oldest ancestors of our bloodlines to kind of rebalance the bloodline. Some of you are seriously on a reconnaissance mission, sent from other galaxies to see how this, this world went wrong, how this world fell out of balance so that it doesn't happen where we're from. So it's like we're here to collect the vaccine, the mental and spiritual vaccine, the immunization that we can take back to our planet and it will enter the, you know, the library of those planets stories for other days. If this is sounding alien to you, this is not your message family. And just feel free to, you know, I get so few of those though, so I'm not even going to focus on that. But family, we are not here to save anyone. We're not even here to save the world. We're here to transform ourselves into an even higher mind being by being able to really understand this thing they call duality, this thing they call good and evil, this thing they call male and female, all these, you're this or you're that, when we're all of it at once. And the next thing I'm going to talk about, family, is how you must embrace your dark side. You're here to be both good and bad. You're, you know the way they say you're a villain in somebody's story. But those are stories for the next show. So this is a, um, just a short series I'm doing for those who are already in 5D. 
to just confirm to you that you're there. One of the first things that will fall away is the savior complex. You're not here to save anyone. And if you go even further, even you do not need saving. You just need a mental readjustment. We're not here to save the world, but we're here to be cheerleaders to humanity, to the eternal ones, to the original ones, to the ancient ones that have somehow gotten trapped in this body and have actually started to think they're this body. We can't save them from that situation, but we can cheer them on. We can be an example. And that is why we, if we allow it in our lives, are about to live the most magnificent, the, the highest, best level of our wildest dreams. So you can be an inspiration to everyone who is connected to you through mind, through knowing your story, through having gone to school with you. You are about to witness and experience perpetual victories because all we wanted was that heaven, heaven on earth, to live our greatest dream. And that is that is it, really. And in doing that, we serve as an example for people to correct their own minds or to follow the path we have followed, not by trying to leech onto us or trying to siphon our energy, not in a form of fear or in a form of panic, but in a form of inspiration, where I can also do that. I can also change my life. Because no one is going to change anybody's life by trying to get in their energy and do anything. It's only by inspiring, teaching you. That's why this world, even when they talk about saviors and messiahs, what it talks about is like changing the group consciousness, realigning the group consciousness, re-elevating the group consciousness. That's why those with incredible power Healed is an example of died and resurrected themselves to show that death was not real. And I mean, they weren't even in this reality for long. This kind, this kind of mental thing is, it's been very short, but it's been so negatively intense that it seems like it's gone on for thousands of years. It hasn't. But Let's just say that for now. The first sign, family, that you are in 5D is you know that you're not here to save anyone, but only to cheer them up. And maybe to find your soul group family and all those other things. You can go deeper into this, but that's one of the first things that you know you've landed in the right place. Special shout out to everyone that supports us on Patreon. Welcome to 5D Reality. As she said, may you take these words with you into 2024 and the rest of your life. You are here to inspire. And everyone here tonight, you have inspired me to do this show tonight by sending your energy, your love, your attention. So I give thanks to the Motai for everyone here tonight who showed up. And that's what we are clear focus in 2024 is to show up, be an inspiration, be the light. And teach, teach, teach. All of us are teachers now because we know what's true and we know what needs to stop. We know we need a new paradigm in our government. We have to stop looking for leaders 
in to take us into any new place. We are done, done, done with take electing leaders. Unless you can sit down and have a cup of tea and talk for two or three hours, you don't know what that person's going to do as far as taking money and bribes and working um, not for the people but for themselves. So everybody, thank you, thank you again. We're going to play our farewell greeting for our global family. And the noise is already starting in my neighborhood. People love to make noise before midnight. And so they've already started. Everybody have a safe evening, beautiful, peaceful evening. And 2024 is going to be great because we are the ones that they've been waiting for. It's us. We are the ones together. Collective consciousness is here. We are here. Let's do it. Let's do it. And don't forget tomorrow morning. Zelda will be here talking about the colored purple. I'm so way so excited to join. Oh well, I'll be at the airport. I'm going to join her uh, at the airport uh, uh, and listen to her show while I can uh, before I get on a plane. Uh, so Olivia Maceon says yes. Thank you, Olivia, for showing up. Love you, sister. Uh, I think we read all these. All right, so we're going to say goodbye to our global family with much love and appreciation that we have a global family. That's why we can't put up with this bombing and stuff. They're bombing our family as well. So we've got to stop, meditate, pray, send lots of love, love, love to the Congo, to uh, the Middle East, to Palestinians, Gaza, Israelis, all of those who are fighting for their life and not promoting more wars. Shalom, and thank you all for being here. We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Gracias, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Gibonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, 
Tashakur. Saudi Arabia. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. And I want to say thank you to all my yogi friends. Namaste, Sat Nam, and aloha to all my beautiful people in Hawaii. Stand strong, Lahaina. Stand strong, Maui. We got this. We got this. Shalom. And happy 2024. Yay, we got this. Collective consciousness rising. Hallelujah. Love you. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.